welcome to the first 2024 edition of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we are talking scary movies. Now, remember, if you want to stay up to date with all the new stuff I'm delivering in the world of horror, you're going to want to make sure to get subscribed at the very least to my link tree, which you can access by going to linktr.ee slash T Scary Movie. My link tree will give you access to my YouTube page where the video version of the show goes up, to various podcasting platforms where you can find the audio version, to my letterbox page where you can find the written reviews of these films, my TikTok, Twitter, whatever it is that you're looking for, you can find that through my link tree. So make sure to hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on everything that I'm discussing. And tonight, I'm going to be talking about the first big theatrical release of the year from the new partnership between Blumhouse Productions and Atomic Monster, Night Swim. And I'm going to get that to you in 10 minutes or less tonight. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right on into it, folks. Now, Night Swim is adapted from a short film produced back in 2014 from Bryce McGuire and Rod Blackhurst, which told the story of a young woman who takes a night swim, hence the name, in her pool in her backyard and finds herself being terrorized by an evil spirit. Now, the short film is effective, it's spooky, it shows that there's definitely potential for a greater story, so I can absolutely see why this was picked up and optioned and turned into a feature-length film. Now, the film itself turns its focus to the Waller family, a family of four, including Mom Eve, Dad Ray, and kids Izzy and Elliot, who are looking for a new home to help for a former professional ball player Ray deal with this debilitating disease that has taken him out of the limelight. Now, all the family have, have their various different problems going on. Ray is dealing with this disease and trying to hold on to some of his former glory. Eve is kind of taking everything on her shoulders as she's really the big, uh, the big breadwinner and really the one taking care of the family right now and dealing with all the various problems that not only her husband's dealing with, not just that the kids are dealing with, but that herself has on her back as well too. Uh, Izzy. The older daughter of the Waller family is uh, very, very much concerned about uh, getting a date with the captain of the swim team, while Elliot is just looking to live up to his dad's lofty expectations as this great ball player. So there's a lot of threads throughout this film for all members of the Waller family, but this is also where the film suffers a bit as well too, because the problem is, is that it is a PG-13 horror film. PG-13 horror is not an issue, but the thing is that you have to give a good balance or a clear focus on who that lead character is. You know, a year ago, Bloodmouse Productions put out Megan, you know, the film about the new AI killer doll that terrorizes, you know, the people that made it and the little girl that owns it. And the thing is that that film actually did a really good job about splitting the focus between the child character and then the adult character who are both dealing with this doll becoming sentient and trying to kill a bunch of people. That film got that balance very well. Night Swim doesn't do it as well though here because the problem is is that the film really seems like it's
it's making Eve out, again, played by Terry Condon, who is so underutilized in Hollywood right now. It makes it seem like Eve is the lead character of this film, but then she's not given enough time to come back around to a lot of the plot threads that are set up at the beginning of the film. Nothing really gets worked out for her, much less for any of the kids as well either, who are also given a decent amount of screen time. Ray is really the only one who gets like a complete arc throughout the entire film, and I love Wyatt Russell. He is his normal charming self in this film. He's becoming more and more like his dad, and I don't mean that as a handicap to him, because I know that Wyatt Russell has been in Hollywood doing his own thing for quite a while at this point, and he's definitely forged his own path with his own projects that are fantastic, but you can't really deny that, especially when you're starring in the Godzilla TV show, Monarch that's available on Apple TV with your dad Kurt playing the same character that there's gonna be some comparisons here and Ray is the only character who's really given a complete arc in the film which makes all these loose plot threads that are never picked back up on seem all the more egregious that they're there in the first place. Talking about the scares, the monster of Night Swim I feel is really really effective for sure here but they do make the wise choice of less is more. The actual like final form, main form, scary form of this monster, spirit, demon, whatever it is, I really, really enjoy. There were some laughs in the theater that I saw it in for sure, and that's to be expected, but I honestly liked the design of the monster. What I didn't like so much was kind of like how the short does it as well, a lot of the characters who interact with the monster, or again, whatever it is throughout the course of the film, they end up seeing, um, not hallucinations, not projections, but I guess the monster is able to show, you know, uh, all these different people possibly being in the pool or around the pool or whatever. And that loses its effectiveness after the second or third time of doing it, because it's one of those things to where it's like, okay, we've seen it over and over and over. The monster actually making more of an appearance and maybe killing somebody would be just a bit more effective in this case, especially because while there's not much of that to be seen in the short film, here in this feature length movie, it's hard not to see some comparisons to some other horror films that we've had in the last 10 years or so, like It or like Skinnamarink. There's definitely some influences that are showing up, but again, the short was produced 10 years ago at this point, so who knows what inspired what, but it just doesn't really hit the mark like it should when it comes to all of the scares, unless that monster's on screen. We also don't get a lot of answers here into what's driving this monster and what it's doing. Like there's a bit of a backstory that we're given to it, but I think the issue is, is that a lot of it just seems like it's pure speculation on the part of certain characters. And no, we don't always need firm answers given out, but in a film like this to where the short film doesn't actually give us any more information, would've been nice to just get a little bit more information here to satisfy my need for, uh, for, for questions and answers going together. Now, I would have thought that this film could be a real big hit with the younger crowd. Again, it's PG-13 horror, and the attention is split very much between the adults and the kids in the movie itself. But I will tell you, in the in the theater that I saw it in, I was sitting right next to a kid who was probably no older than 13 years old, and they were on their phone the majority of the time when they weren't sleeping. So I don't know if that bodes well here that much for this film, but either way, it's the first big horror theatrical release of 2024. So right now it's both the best and worst horror film of 2024. 
24. Either way, though, I will say that there are some things in the movie like the cast, again, does a really good job, even if they're not given all the materials to really just uh, to demonstrate this amazing film or amazing story, I guess I should say, that it could be. The cast is really great, but that's really honestly about it, with the exception of the few glimpses we get of the monster's true form. Um, the mythology did seem fascinating, you know, when they kind of give you a little bit more info about what's really in that pool. I thought that was super, super cool, but we just don't explore it enough. And so I was left wanting a lot more. Either way, you can go check it out for yourselves. It is in theaters today, Thursday, January 4th. Go catch it. Let me know what you thought of it. Did it scare you? Did you like the acting? What do you think compared to a year ago when a bunch of us were going and seeing Blumhouse Productions' other film, Megan, which uh, they're amping up on that sequel right now, y'all. So we're gonna get Megan 2.0 probably in 2025. But either way, let me know in the comment section what you thought of Night Swim, if this is gonna be one that you're actually going to check out for yourself. And uh, folks, that's gonna do it for me tonight. So make sure you're hitting that subscribe button and let me know in the comments what you want me to talk about this year because I want to see a bunch of horror films that all of you want me to talk about. So let me know that in the comments for sure. But folks, that's going to do it. My name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared. Hey everybody, looking for a great way to stay up to date on horror news as well as read the best of articles on anything scary out in the world right now? Then you need to head over to the Fangoria shop and get yourself a subscription. If you go to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDW, you can use my own personalized 20% discount to save 20% off on Fangoria magazine subscriptions as well as 20% off any other items in their fantastic shop. This is a great deal. If you've ever been wanting to get yourself a subscription, now is the time to do so. Head to shop.fangoria.com slash AXDEW.